So Charizard, I feel like he's he's the big boy. Um, mm-hmm. I I remember saying to you as we uh, were putting the idea of this podcast together, I was like, I was like, Charizard is like like the big big hitter as far as I'm concerned, like second only to Pikachu. Um, uh, yeah. And like the fact that he comes like so early on, I was like, oh, like this is so like this is the episode that I think has potentially got uh, a whole bunch of eyes on it. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any uh, memories um, or attachments to Charizard? I so yeah, I mean, obviously, all of my Charlie Charmanders evolved into big, rough, tough Charlie Charizards. I remember I've had quite a lot of memories of Charizard actually. So I remember um quite successfully just slashing and flamethrowing my way through literally everything and not really bothering to raise any other Pokemon because my Charizard could literally fuck everything up. Um quite a few playthroughs as a child. Um I remember one time in a run, I must have got a Charizard with just shite stats because it missed constantly and I ended up like keeping it with me because I was quite sentimental and I didn't want to put it in the PC because it was my starter but I really used a Doug Trio as my main Pokemon more than my Charizard and that was like the first time playing as a child that my um, starter Pokemon wasn't my highest level Pokemon uh, which was pretty cool. I did I did, as a kid, have um, a team of Charizard and Pikachu basically trying to do, not Ash's team because I couldn't get the other starters on red and blue, but I had the Charizard and the Pikachu as my two main at one point. Um, And I also felt like the one one Charizard I had where I ended up using a Dog Trio more, um, I quite enjoyed, not enjoyed, but like it was a bit shit. And I felt like it was a little bit like the Charizard in the show. It wasn't. It just, like, missed a lot. And I think I must have just thought it um, was being... I I definitely projected onto it a little bit. But it was... I remember that vividly. I remember how angry I was that my Charizard was just not good um, compared to other Charizards I'd had before. I remember not understanding how the work the the move fissure worked um <laughs> uh one time playing with a charizard and thinking oh this is a cool and different move and then i didn't know how to use it properly so when i went to use it i was like why the fuck does it not um why is it not working like why is it so crap and it just turned out i wasn't using it properly um and i was just using it against pokemon that it had no effect on um and it was uh very specifically um designed to be like used as part of a strategy where my strategy was still very much just like throw (laughs) throw all the power i can out of it um yeah like yeah it it was yeah um not not i was not the best pokemon trainer as a child to be honest with you 
uh, and my overuse of overleveled Charizards very much exemplifies exactly how. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I, um, I think I'm somewhat similar in that. Like, I seem to recall having a Charizard, and and I would have had, I would have had Flamethrower on it. I would have had uh, Fire Blast on it. I would have had mm-hmm. um, like like in my head, I was like, I was like, why wouldn't I have this have just all fire moves? Um, and now, you know, I've, you know, I changed that up, but, um, but like, that was kind of my mindset. I didn't see the point of, um, of, you know, um, stat type moves that, you know, changing anything like that other than poison or burn. Like, I don't see the point of that. And even then, you know, like, What's the point of putting those on when you can actually use something else that's going to end up uh, inflicting damage and giving a burn or giving poison? So, um, yeah. And I think I've been in that same situation where I've had a Pokemon that I've been just like, you're not very good and it pains me to take you out of the team. <laughs> but I'm going to have to. Uh, I seem to recall my, my Snivy um, being... Like, I think I mentioned it in the last uh, in the last one, maybe, where uh, Snivy's like one of the few starters that I've ever like regretted picking, and I think that's partly mm. because beca- partly because I thought that the design was a bit lame. I didn't like the fact that they like lost their li- limbs. But, yeah. Uh, um, you know, like I wanted them to turn this like a like a big dragon versus like become like a, a snooty snake. Yeah. <laughs> But also, like, I didn't see the point of, um, I, like, like it, I don't think it had very good stats because I'd just be battling with it and I'd be like, I'm like you are pointless. Just get off my team now. Um, <laughs> um, but um, so with me, with Charizard, again, my, my, um, my big connection is the uh, trading card game. Uh, so the Charizard in the trading card game 120 hp which is uh t- which for years was tied top for um for um highest hp in the game um with chancy that was the other one that had Ooh. 120 hp um but um it had like it had like a really cool design uh, it's like it doesn't look like how how the normal um how the normal um like Charizard design does now. Um, like I'll, I'll see if I can just dead quickly get a get an image of it up. Um, but um, like it looks like this was was kind of come up with before they uh, you know got the uh, you know like before they got all the dimensions down and you know this is exactly how Charizard should look now. Um, Okay, yeah. So I'm just gonna get up to quick, um, just to show you, because I don't know if you've seen it or not. Uh, I don't know how okay with the with the game you are, but uh, no, definitely not as much as you. A little bit. Um, I remember as a kid being very jealous of my friend who had a dark Charizard, because that was a really cool looking card. Really cool looking card. There we go. So I'm trying to. So there it is. There. Um, so you can like see it's like it's kind of like 
drop down mm. um and it's like it's in the middle of a of like a, a fire blast uh this is actually the the so you can see this little two here that's like in the bottom right of it. it's like image um but um but uh that's the that's the original base set charizard and i feel like it would be very rare for you to see a charizard that looked like that these days yeah I, just... I definitely get that. Um, so yeah, um, I, I really like that. Uh, he's like super rare. I want to say he's like three out of one hundred and two. There's one hundred and two mm -hmm. in the base set, and um, he's number three. And the the numbers go alphabetically. Um, and I I think only like Alakazam and like maybe Blastoise is rarer. But uh, it feels like more people had Blastoises, um, or mm. were, were more willing to trade them back then, because of um, because Blastoise doesn't have quite as high of a of a, of like a HP. I think Blastoise is I want to say a hundred. Um, but so that's my big connection. Plus uh, plus the anime where um, mm -hmm. I think the fact that Charizard has this big um, redemption arc. Um, mm. I want to say the redemption arc comes in the beginning of the Orange Islands uh, when that, yeah. when that begins to start. But yeah, like them doing the uh, them falling asleep during the Indigo Plateau. Uh, yeah, like I feel like that's a really profound and exciting moment because, like, you know, you followed Ash for the entire series, the entire journey. You're at a point where you want. You know, he's close to winning. He's close to getting everything he's ever dreamed of. And then, and Charizard, you think Charizard's coming through to fight another, like, to fight the other Charizard. And then just gives up because it, it, it sees the Pikachu as beneath it. And I feel like that was such a good way for Ash to lose. Mm. Because the whole time that Charizard had disrespected him, he had just he had never acknowledged the flaws that charizard saw in him he had just kept on doing what he was already doing and hoping that charizard changed his mind and charizard never did mm. um and it was in that moment that he was like oh i've i've got to be better i i am incapable of achieving my dreams as long as my charizard feels this way about me as long as i am not making the effort to find out what the problem really is and resolve it um and i think that's like a really big important like learning moment and it also like it makes more sense for why ash would lose than you know that guy who just happened to have three legendaries or whatever it was uh and whipped the shit out of him and it's just like okay so that doesn't make sense as much as but the charizard was an ongoing narrative um, it continued to develop and it continued to get depth. And then by the end of it, like when it all comes, gets thrown back in Ash's face at the worst possible moment for him, I think it was a, a big narrative reward. Mm. Yeah. And I think when you, when you have that as a big key moment within the story, um, for them to then be able to carry on past that journey, I think is only a uh, 
a reward for the viewers for for keeping up with it. Like, I mean, some people would say, I mean, we were making a little bit of reference to it before about like, like, why not just you know cut your losses there and just like bin Charizard off your team. Mm. But like he keeps at it, which I think uh, endears you to Ash and also uh, also. Uh, enables for you to endear yourself to Charizard, but like more of like a long term thing. Yeah, and like I think Ash's relationship with Charizard does have some of those moments where you see a lot of Ash's humanity. Like one that I remember really vividly to this day is one where like Charizard gets really sick um and gets really cold it gets like coated in ice or something yeah um against a polyrath yeah and then it's like they're like curled up on the beach and like ash and all the other pokemon are like trying to keep charizard warm and they're like rubbing it and wrapping it in blankets and you see like the flame on its tail flicker like it's gonna go out um and that's a like i guess because they've had that threat of something happening to its flame hanging over its head since the day you meet Charmander. And like, I think that's another, like a callback that really pays off because you see Ash going out of his way to protect Charizard in a way that the original trainer didn't for Charmander. And you see, even though like Charizard and Ash don't become best friends after that, you see Charizard appreciate the way Ash treats it um and even though there's still like a well you need to be a better trainer in order to train me sort of attitude um charizard just sort of gives ash a bit of a break after that a bit more leeway like there's a bit there's a bit of affection in there even if ash still has a way to go to earn its respect the whole way and I, i liked that like slow gradual process um of their relationship rebuilding and i liked that um i liked you know those episodes where you see i guess like the feelings because as much as the like the battles and the strategy and all that is fun the ones that are about like the characters and their like interactions and their connections i think those are the ones that like stay with me like similarly uh like the one where they get trapped in the mountain and ash is like well i'm gonna freeze to death but you go in your pokeballs where you'll be warm and all of his pokemon insist on like cuddling him to share body heat and it's like though like i still fucking cry at that one when it comes on like i was i was re-watching some of the bit where he's got any of his starter pokemon apart from pikachu yet but i was re-watching some of the first season the other day with a friend um and like my eyes started watering because like I held my tea too close to my face and I like got a bunch of steam in my eyes. Um, Is that and my friend was like, she going with? No, it literally was because <laughs> it, it was like a it was like the Metapod episode, and I was like, yeah, I promise I'm not crying at Pokemon. And then I was like, well, not this episode anyway. <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I will cry. <laughs> yeah. uh, I always cry, uh, and I always think it's like. I always think I'm like so lame for cli- for crying. It's in the Pokemon first movie where. Uh, oh where, yeah. Where, where Pikachu cries. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like whenever I like describe it to someone who's like not into Pokemon, I'll be like, 
uh, I'll be like, yeah, that's like one of the scenes that makes me cry. And they'll be like, and what happens? And I go, well, he turns into stone and all like, the Pokemon start crying and their tears bring him back to life. And they'll be like, yeah, that's ridiculous. And I'll be like, oh, if you I, don't I just... cry when Pikachu is crying, you have a heart of stone. Uh, I think for me, it starts when the, when the clone Pikachu is like slapping him and he won't hit him back. Mm. Like I just choked up a little bit then just thinking about it. So, so, um, oh, and I think, uh, one other thing that, like, really jumped out at me that, um, that, like, connects me to Charizard is, so he plays, like, a seminal moment in the third movie, um, uh, with Entei. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this was a point where I kind of noticed that I was dropping off a little bit from Pokemon. Like, I knew I was dropping off a little bit around about the, around about Ruby Sapphire time anyway. Um, yeah, like I think I think part of the problem is that um, like, and I understand why they did it because now I know more about like Pokemon, uh, like the Pokemon game development. In that, I believe yeah. they like I don't know very much about it, but like the EVs and IVs and all that kind of stuff. Um, um, they had to like change up between the the second and third generation when they went to Game Boy Advance, um, and I think in doing that they then made Ruby and Sapphire quite similar to um, uh, what we'd seen before, I think, in order to make the crossover a little bit easier. Um, but I didn't know that at the time. So for me, it almost felt like a retread. So I, I kind of felt myself like lose a little bit of steam with it at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get that. Yeah. But um, the thing that really highlighted it for me was that... Um, so there's a scene in the film where... Um, where Charizard is living in like Charizard Valley and comes mm-hmm. and like uh, helps out Ash. And I didn't know that Charizard had like gone off to like live in a commune at, at that point. And I was like, Did you not? No. So, but I, like I accepted it. I didn't really question it. I was like, Oh, that must have happened. But it made me go, I must be starting to kind of fall behind with what's going on in the TV show now. See, I really remember Charizard leaving. And it's one of the episodes that makes me cry. Because, like, Ash and Charizard had, like, just got their relationship back on track. Like, they were working well as a team. And then um, they come across Charizard Valley. And Ash's Charizard starts, like, picking fights with the other Charizards. And it keeps losing. And the woman running it is going, like, is saying to him, like, Oh, you know, your Charizard is fine. But it's really weak compared to other Charizards. Like, it's fine on your team. It's one of the most powerful Pokemon on your team. But if you look at, like, the Charizards that live in the mountains and they live these rough lives and they battle other Charizards on a daily basis to improve, like, your Charizard is not getting that experience and it is not learning, like, how to Charizard in the same way. Um, and, like, they there's this, like, really, like, difficult bit where they all acknowledge that Charizard would be better off with its own kind learning how to grow the way it needs to in order to fulfill its potential. And the reason it's been so frustrated has been because Ash hasn't been providing that. Um, And then when, I remember it so vividly, at the end of the episode, um, you can see that Charizard kind of wants to stay with Ash because they're finally like reconnected. 
Um, but Ash knows that Charizard is better off in Charizard Valley. And so he just doesn't give Charizard the choice. He's like, no, you're going to stay here. And like, it's one of those, like, if I say I want you to come with me, but it's best for you to stay here, they won't listen. So like Ash is like, I have to be a dick so that you don't want to be around me. And Ash goes, um, Ash goes, no, stay here. Who wants a weak Charizard anyway? Mm-hmm. Um, and Charizard gets angry and leaves. And then Ash turns and runs away from Charizard Valley. And the end of the episode ends with like a shot of his hat pulled down over his face because he's going to miss Charizard so uh... much. And like, I still cry at that. And I'm like, I know it was best of each other so much. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, um, so presumably you like it when he when he turns up and does like some like little cameos and... I do I think I yeah I, I like it when all of the Pokemon that Ash leaves behind have cameos like I really want to see like you know Butterfree raising a family of little Caterpie you know with his pink girlfriend and I want to see like Pidgeot taking care of the you know, the Pokemon in the forest and things like that. Like, I want all of Ash's Pokemon to, like, be revisited Mm. and, like, you see them living their lives and you see, like, the things they left to do. I want to see Primeape Mm. come back, a fucking champion. Like, there are so many. And I definitely remember the first generation ones more than the rest, Mm. if I'm honest. Maybe the second and third generation I also watched because I was at an age where I could watch it religiously. Um, But, like, when we get to other generations, I'm going to need to revisit it (laughs) Uh, (laughs) to know what the fuck I'm talking about. uh, But no, Charizard Charizard leaving was a fucking heartbreaker. Because, like, with, like, Pidgeot and with Primeape, it was like, I'm really proud of you. Like, go and do... You found somewhere where you can, you know be doing what you want to do and I'm, i've raised you this far i've prepared you to do this you go and do that but butterfree and charizard when they left made me cry well i i um the ones that jump out at me as making me cry um like i say uh, i cry a whole bunch during uh, the first movie um um i get the feeling i'm gonna cry at um Team Rocket breaking up. Um, I get. Mm. Um, uh, I'll have uh, a cry at um, the uh, where James leaves his Growlithe behind. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty sad one. T- tell you what makes me cry as well. The episode with in the Orange Islands where Meowth gets worshipped as a god, uh, and they have like a ritual and a festival. Um, where Meowth has to use Payday, but because Meowth learned English, he can't use any moves, so he doesn't learn pay- He ha- doesn't have Payday. So Jesse and James, who were originally just like, yeah, go on, fuck off and be a god. You don't want to be with us. They throw all of their money into the town so that the people can scoop it up, and they run out of money, and James throws his lucky bottle caps, yeah. and Meowth sees the bottle cap, and he's like, this was them 
and he gives up being a god to go back and be with them after they were like, look, let's just throw all this money, throw away our lucky bottle caps, let Meowth be a god and we'll let him live where he will be worshipped because he will be happy. And they've accepted that he's not coming with them and they make this big sacrifice for him and he's like, no, I don't, I want my friends. And he goes running after them and like that makes me cry. I'm such a fucking pussy, man. <laughs> cry at everything. <laughs> oh, mate, I, I do that. I've got a thing where um, there's certain films that I'll be like, that's got a sad ending. I can't, I can't, uh, mm. I can't watch it. Um, like I've never watched uh, Green Mile because I know that it's gonna, it's gonna do me in. Um, but um, another Meowth one that that makes me cry is the uh, one where where you find out how he learned how to speak uh, to impress to impress uh, a female Meowzy. Yeah. Oh, is that, that my name? Bitch. That bitch Meowzy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I can't wait for the Meowth episode. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be so mad <laughs> about this this Meowth that was mean to Meowth. So there you go. If that's not more reason to get yourself following and subscribing, I do not know what is to air us in around about 50, 52 episodes or however many it is. Being like, what a bitch. What an absolute bitch! I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bring my wine for that one, and I'm just gonna get like drunk and angry and talk about what a bitch Meowzy was, and then we'll have then I'll have to talk about Persian afterwards, and I'll be dead. <laughs> I'll be a bottle deep, like oh, it's a kitty cat. <laughs> you'll be like you'll be like. Was Giovanni that bad? You know, <laughs> God loves a trier. <laughs> um, uh, but Charizard. Yes, Charizard. Um, so, uh, well, should we have a look at her at his dex entries? Mm, let's do that. Uh, let's do that. Um, um, when it when it loads up, one moment. Um, I feel like the Charizard Pokedex entries are like the the first ones that get like silly because I mean, admittedly, we're very early on, but like a lot of them do make quite outrageous claims about what Pokemon are capable of, and Charizard is the first one with like measurable claims that feel like they're a lot. Mm. Well, I mean, I think I I think I meant I even mentioned this one today or on the on the podcast that I did earlier this week uh, that this this top one here about um, spits fire that is hot enough to melt boulders um, like I that's like one of the Pokedex entries that I really like I really really remember like that one like if you were to ask me like oh is there like any Pokedex entries or any facts about Charizard that you know off the top of your head I could have told yeah. you that um, that a Apparently, he can melt boulders. Um, yeah. Which... Can, like, I've got the page open in front of me, and there are a lot of claims here. Like, Spitzfire hot enough to melt boulders, and then at Stadium, can quickly melt glaciers weighing 10,000 tonnes. That's very specific. How how many glaciers did they have weighing 10,000 tonnes, and they timed a Charizard doing it? Um, 
And then, actually, I love the one for Crystal. It uses its wings to fly high. Like, well, duh, that's what wings are for. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but then further down, we'll, we can go back and go through them properly in a bit, but like, this is just another one that just feels like an outrageous claim. Emerald, um, its breaths, it breathes intense flames that can melt any material. That's a lot. Um, I do like the addition, however, it will never torture weaker foe. That's cute. That shows that Charizard has, is a noble creature. And then, literally the next one, its wings can carry this Pokemon close to an altitude of 4,600 feet. Um, like, that's very high. That's very high. Indeed it is. Um, and like, I feel, and that's very high and very specific. So I feel like some some people are looking at some very impressive Charizards for sure, but they're also like like being weird about measuring it very specifically, or they're just making shit up. Um, so they're just like guessing that's about. And also like yeah, but I also I do appreciate that my preliminary glance uh, implies that these Pokedex entries are going to be fairly varied. It's not just like it's got a fire on its tail. Yeah. It is leaning into different elements and facets of of Charizard's, you know, physiognomy. Yeah. That was not the word. Uh, and character. Mate, me and you are not Professor Oak. We don't need to know these words. <laughs> um, well, I mean, my first thought, right, uh, and I, I've, like, I, I think this is the most varied one that we've had so far. Um, and I think part of that is, again, because they know that... Uh, that Charizard is very, very um, popular. So I think, you know, if you were to get a Charizard, there's a chance, there's a probably a higher chance than likely, than like with the other Pokemon, that a kid might end up wanting to read this and read something. Yeah. And read something cool about Charizard. I mean, my first thing, my first thought though, when we got this page up, um, was it spits fire, which to me makes him sound like a rapper. Mm. Yeah. Like some some Charizard spit fire and some spit bars. Yeah, but all of them are hot enough to melt boulders. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay, so we've got um we've got in yellow uh when expelling a blast of super hot fire, the red flame at the tip of its tail burns more intensely. Um which like that was probably the the first, the first like Pokemon game for like a lot of crossover people, and I think that's mm. I think that that's that's the worst Pokedex entry that we've read so far. <laughs> yeah, like that honestly doesn't tell us anything new since Charmander. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just uh, uh, five o'clock on a Friday. We need you to stick in Charizard's entry. Oh, fucking tails on fire, right, pub. <laughs> Um, okay, so we've got we've got gold. Uh, if Charizard becomes furious, the flame on the tip of its tail flares up into a whitish blue color. Color. They've basically ripped off Charmeleon there. Yeah, Ladies. that's just that was a Charmeleon one. They put the word Charizard in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Like, but, but like silver, the same generation. They actually wrote something new. Breathing intense hot flames, it can melt almost anything. So in emerald. It definitely can melt any material, but silver, almost anything. 
Its breath inflicts terrible pain on enemies. I love, like, I realize it means when it's doing, like, flamethrower, but, like, there's a bit of me that's just, like, it breathes fire and separately has, like, some stanky-ass breath. <laughs> I was thinking that. I thought, is, are they saying that he's got halitosis? Yeah. Just, like, Charizard needs to invest in some Listerine. Oh, uh, just like, oh, could you... Oh, do you know what? Yeah, Charizard, you can... I'll tell him that you can that you can melt anything so long as you fucking have this polo, please. <laughs> uh, I, I, I am going to keep looking at Crystal, though. It uses its wings to fly high, like... What the fuck else was it going to use them for, dude? Well, just look swish, mate. Um, Yeah, it's just... Charizard's wings are um, purely uh, decorative. A Charizard cannot fly. (laughs) Well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, we were mentioning it before, uh, Charizard is a big boy. If it turned out that it was like, this Charizard is so big it cannot fly, I'd be like, fair, fair dues. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a big, big chunky boy. Um, we've got Charizard flies around in the sky in search of powerful opponents. It breathes fire of such great heat that it melts anything. However, it never turns its fire with breath on any opponent weaker than itself. Um, that's very detailed. Do you... And also, I think that's I think that might be my favourite Pokedex entry we've seen. Because, like, it tells you about Charizard's, like, habits. Mm. It tells you about its strength. And it also tells you about its character. Like, that is very thorough. I I like the bit at the end, the, the final sentence, which I think was come up with when I reckon a professor got burnt by a Charizard. And they were like, and they were like, yeah, you got burnt by that Charizard. And he was like, yeah, well, do you know what? It, it never turns its fiery breath on an opponent weaker than itself. So what does that tell you, Neil? Uh, it sees me as a as a it sees me as a threat and an equal. Actually, <laughs> I also feel like this does tie into the show with Ash's Charizard seeing the Pikachu as being beneath it, and it's just like here it's presenting it as noble, where before Charizard came across as like arrogant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's um, interesting, um, and it, it, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, how high up is forty six thousand feet? I don't know. Is it okay? Feels pretty high. Like, is that higher mm-hmm. than a jet goes? I'm guessing not. Um, why did they pick forty six thousand feet? Um, uh, it said that Charizard fire burns hotter if it has experienced harsh battles. So again, that feels like that's kind of linked into the into the, like the training and all that kind of stuff around like Charizard Valley. Maybe that got written around about that time. Is Charizard Valley around about Generation Three, like Ruby Sapphire kind of time? It must be. Uh yeah. Uh yeah, it must be because it, it's in the third movie, which got Entei in it. So. Or is it? No. No, Entei is a second generation Pokemon, aren't they? I don't know. I just wondered if that was based on that. And then it starts to, uh, this starts to repeat them, don't they? Um... Yeah, so yeah, Charizard was, um, Charizard was with Ash up until Johto. Um, uh, but then moved to 
Charisific Valley there. Um, but, yeah, made cameos later on. He was still Ash's Charizard. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, midway, midway through like the second season uh, is when he leaves. Yeah, I'll tell you what I am surprised at. Um, so like you can see here, this Pokemon has no Pokedex entries in Generation 9, which uh, that's like Violet and Scarlet, isn't it? Yeah. So does that mean that Charizard's not in Violet and Scarlet yet? Oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't got one. I, mean, I think it it was um, it was in a raid. I think you can get it in a raid, well, but you can't get it in like in the wild. It was like a special event Pokemon. Mm. Um, let me find out. Because it feels odd that it doesn't have a have a Pokedex. Oh no, it wasn't. It was not. Um, all right, yeah, no, it was a special distribution in Scarlet and Violet, but I did not get one. So that feels, odd. That feels odd that there's no um, that there's no Pokedex entry for it. Maybe it's just not on that website. But it feels like that's the yeah. Kind of, that feels like the kind of website where like like. You know the fans are so passionate. Like I couldn't imagine that yeah. having a Pokedex entry and it not being in there. But uh, it mentioned Gigantamax Charizard, which I think brings us on to uh, like the next thing. Uh, like alternate forms. Yeah, um, and like Venusaur's got an alternative form, but I don't think that Venusaur's alternative forms are uh, that. Uh, it was so unimpressive that I didn't even really consider. Yeah. It. It just looks like a bigger Venusaur. And like I think Charizard's alternate forms are definitely more interesting. Like there's one that looks more like pointy dragony, one that looks like a bit like the dark Charizard card and the flames go blue so it leans into those many many years of Pokédex entries. Um and uh, Gigantamax Charizard actually looks like a fucking beast. Like, it looks it looks scary. Um, I was just gonna get a uh, so that there is um, X and Y, uh, and yeah, I mean I think that um, I want to say it's Y that's that's the black one with the with the blue wings, which I think is, I would have been happy with just that one. Like I, I think that, that looks, yeah. I think it looks. Charizard, pretty... Charizard X is the black one with the blue wings, and Charizard Y is the pointy one. Like in that picture, which is like some fan art, Charizard Y doesn't look that much different. If you look at the sort of like official artwork, it's it's a lot more like angular compared to regular Charizard, and it's got, um, and those like I don't know. Extra bits of hand and and spikes down its tail look a bit more vicious. Um, but yeah, I think I think Mega Charizard X looks dope. I think Mega Charizard Y looks fine. I think Gigantamax Charizard looks exactly like what a Gigantamax should look like. Like it looks like a proper, um, like the Godzilla version. Oh yeah. Uh, of Charizard. Yeah, I've just, uh, I mean, I've just uh, popped it in, and yeah, like they've, like they've seem to have kind of lent, 
lent into that. Because that's one of the things about Charizard, like, that I don't think quite comes across. I think it's a bit funny that, um, that, like, Charizard's only, like, five foot four. Like, you know, when you see the pictures of, um, when you see the pictures of, like, and this is Charizard's scale. But, like, yeah. Gigantamax Charizard. Gigantamax Charizard is apparent. So, Charizard, Charizard's canon height is five foot seven, right? Which means it's it's shorter than many human beings. Um, and I guess makes Ash about three foot tall. Um, but Mega Charizard, not Mega, Gigantamax Charizard is. 91 foot 10 apparently so that's that's just so huge and i know they're like gigantamax that's the point but like that is that is enormous but my question is how large would a gigantamax human be what is gigantamax charizard still smaller than most gigantamax humans i Wish I could tell you, my love, because that sounds like a very interesting question. Well, okay. Well, whilst uh, whilst uh, we hopefully get the answer to that in the chat, which which I don't think will happen because <laughs> no one knows. Um, should we have a look at the? Um, should we have a look at the uh, smog on um, for Charizard, yeah. which I'm guessing is going to be absolutely like. I'm guessing yeah. this is going to be pretty high, pretty decent. Um, yeah, it's going to be everyone uses Charizard. Everyone like overuses Charizard. Like we 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 know we know. So here we go. We've we've got it up here, and Charizard falls under a uh, a tier called uh, P U B L, which stands for. Uh, PU black band list, um, which would appear to be uh, so band list for uh, not a playable tier. So that must be because it's kind of overused, as it were, or overseen. Um, but in terms of, you can see there with uh, Mega Y is in OU, which stands for overused, and Mega X, which is also overused. Um, yeah, and I'm guessing that if uh, if you didn't have uh, Mega X or Mega Y, that would have changed Charizard's um, status to uh, overused themselves. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, that makes sense. And like you can see here as well, like there's there's two uh, there's like two different like options that you can go for. Um, yeah, uh, there's like unlike with Charmeleon, there's like there's like overview and like various different types of abilities and uh different like play styles so yeah it's you know he's pretty popular isn't he charizard yeah he's got enough of a like move set uh like a, a varied enough move pool um that you can do different things with it which is pretty cool mm -hmm. um um yeah. so um We've we've seen uh, we've seen what the competitive scene uh, rates him. Uh, what are we giving him for a Trubbish rating? I think I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him a nine because I think Charizard has a really really memorable story arc and is fun to play with. 
And I think the and I, I like the lore around Charizard with its like varied and versatile Pokedex entries. Um and I think, you know, it is overused. You see a lot of it. It become very much like a franchise mascot in a way. Mm. But I get why. I get why. I can't complain about it really. Um I'm I'm gonna give it the same. I'm gonna give it a nine. Um uh, which is the the I wanna say the highest rubbish rating that uh that we've given on the channel. You giving a nine and me yeah. giving a nine. Um giving him a nine. Um is it possible to get ten? I do not know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we'll see how we go. I've already had one that's flashed in there that could potentially get a ten. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, do I get to know, or do I have to wait and find out until you give a Pokemon a ten? Well, let's see if I let's see if tell I me, if I change my mind. If you if you if you want to tell me, do it uh, after the stream. Oh. And then it will still be a surprise for some people, even if it's even if you tell me. Okay, no. well, <laughs> people I, have to tune in to find out. Indeed, which you will. In in a hundred and forty or so episodes time. Um, okay. Um, okay, no. So, um, oh, do you have any uh, spicy takes on Charizard before we we draw it to a close? Um. I think I've said all my spicy takes. Like I think, like it's a little bit overdone, but I don't mind because I get why. Um, I really liked its narrative. I would have liked to have seen more of that nuance, either in Charizard or in other Pokemon, other other of Ash's relationships and connections with the people and Pokemon around him. Um, yeah, that's it. That's 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 my my overview. Yeah. Not spicy, I don't think. Well, my my take on them is um, it's more of a theory, I suppose. Uh, I think uh, so. They're famously uh, fire flying, and sometimes mm -hmm. you'll see memes that are like that, are like Swablu, dragon, Charizard, yeah. not a dragon, right? But I think uh, I want to say that this is correct, right? I believe. The typing came in later in development where they started to give the Pokemon typings. Um, yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if Charizard started off as Fire Dragon and actually had it removed because of how uh, overpowered Dragon is, particularly in the first in the first generation. Yeah, and I feel like, like Dragon is a very overpowered type and also I feel like they didn't want to give that to a starter. Yeah, yeah, like definitely. Like, you, you pair it up with... Otherwise, it just makes Charizard so overpowered, and Charizard is quite overpowered already. Like, if you pair it up with something that, like, is an advantage, but not such a massive advantage that, like, the strongest trainer in the world is known for using that type, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, and, like, I feel like... The, the, if you can only be two types... Like, there are some Pokemon that fit multiple types. Like, every Pokemon could be fighting type because they all fight. Mm. You know? Every Pokemon could be normal type because, like, why not? It's just normal. What does normal even mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like, um, like, don't, don't take it so, let Charizard not be a dragon, it's okay. Mm-hmm.
Like it's it's fine. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It it does fit flat fire and it does fit flying. It could fit. Could equally also fit like normal if you wanted it to. It could fit fighting if you wanted it to. It could do a lot of things. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And if people just relax. Yeah, and I think it would have majorly imbalanced it as well uh, to have, um, like, it would have been like, yes, I know that you are going to struggle a little bit to have Charmander in the first two gyms, but if you, like, tough it out once it hits level 36 or whatever it is specifically for Charizard, I think it's 36, once you hit 36 you end up with a, with a fire dragon type, like, yeah. there'd have been no point in picking the other two at that point. And, like... If you picked uh, Bulbasaur specifically, and your rival had Charizard, like it would really undermine that as well, because, like you know, you need to beat your rival. Is Charizard this overpowered thing or not? Mm. Like, um, I guess maybe it would make the rival battles just really bloody hard. Um, Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, let's let's draw it to a close there. So, uh, 